Here is why Ohio State can not only win the Big Ten in 2023, but why they can also win it all and win their second national championship in the college football playoff era. If you are an Ohio State fan or a Michigan fan, a Penn State fan, a Michigan State fan, an Indiana Northwestern fan, or an Alabama fan, an Oregon fan, just a fan of college football, the greatest sport that there is, please hit the subscribe button, like this video, and watch it all the way through so you can get my analysis, my thoughts, and so this video can be boosted in the algorithm. And comment your thoughts down below. Do you think I'm crazy for thinking that Ohio State will be an elite team next year? Or do you think that I'm right? or that there's something to this. Whatever your thoughts are, comment down below, like this video, hit the subscribe button, click the notification bell, and if you're listening on Spotify, make sure to follow the channel. Ohio State lost two of their games last year. They went 11-2. and They lost two of their games by 24 total points, losing to Michigan by 23 at home, losing to Georgia by one in the Peach Bowl, and if Noah Ruggles makes that field goal, Jack Podlesny misses the one field goal he makes, or if Ohio State's secondary players and linebackers catch one of the dropped picks that Bennett threw, Ohio State would be 13-1, and they'd be national champions, and the narrative would be different. One reason Ohio State can win the Big Ten and can win it all, outside of returning talent, outside of returning production, which they are in the middle of the pack when it comes to returning production, but they have five stars, they have four stars, they're bringing in transfer players for their secondary, which was their biggest weakness. So we'll get all that into that later. But number one is because Ohio State has the scheme, they have the talent, and they do have the mental fortitude to compete with the big boys, to compete with the elite teams. They did it with Georgia this past season in the Peach Bowl. They did it with Clemson two years in 2019 and in 2020. They lost to them in 2019. They, they beat Clemson in 2020. Now they got housed by Alabama in 2020, but... I think Alabama was one of the greatest teams in the history of the sport, so there's no shame in that. And they only lost to Clemson by six points in a semifinal game. They beat them by 21 in the 2020 semifinal matchup, and they only lost to Georgia by one. The one team that Ryan Day and his Buckeyes struggle against from a mental toughness perspective, from a competition perspective, is Michigan. It's not Georgia. Dare I say it outside of 2020, it's not Alabama. It's not Clemson. For sure, it's not any faux elite team like Oklahoma or USC under Lincoln Riley or Texas A&M or Texas. The style of football that Ohio State plays is a very advantageous style of football when it comes to winning it all. I'd argue actually, just looking at 2022, because of the style of football Ohio State plays, 
And because of the matchup advantage that Michigan has over them, there will be years, and I think 2022 is an example of this, there will be years where it will be easier for Ohio State to win the national title than it will be to win the Big Ten. And I think 2022 was an example of that. Michigan would have won the game if it was in a 10-game series. They would have won it eight, nine times with the matchup they had. That game was not close. Michigan was mentally tougher than they were. Michigan had the better scheme. Michigan had the better quarterback play, the better running back play, the better O-line play. They played better at literally every position except for wide receiver. And because of matchups, because Michigan was the physically tougher team, and because Michigan's, look, Michigan's second-half adjustments They kept Ohio State, it's what they couldn't do against TCU. They kept Ohio State in firing range, and when the second half came around, their defense and offense went into full throttle gear, and they did what they do. It's what they didn't do against TCU. They didn't adjust on defense, but they adjusted on offense. And to get back to Ohio State, Michigan's style of football works against Ohio State. But Ohio State's style of football will work better against a Georgia, against an Alabama. It will work better against teams with five-star talent and elite coaching. The type of team that Ryan Day runs, specifically on offense, is the type of offense that you have to have, or you have to have an offense similar to Ohio State's in overall efficiency and performance to win a national title. Another reason why Ohio State can win it all is Jim Knowles and the defense. Now, it was year one. The defense had many struggles. But Ohio State has added Igbenosan and Carter on the secondary. They returned JT Chuimolau, Michael Hall. They returned Jack Sawyer. They returned, most importantly, Tommy Eichenberg and Steel Chambers. Denzel Burke, who had a huge disappointment of a season in 2022, but had promised in 2021, he also returns. He'll start opposite of Igbenosan. Lathan Ransom returns. The defense returns quite a bit when it comes to production numbers. Um, Ohio State's defense is number 20 in returning production. They return 77% of their production. The offense is 92 Seventh, But to tie back in with the first point, which was really a combination of mental toughness from a leadership standpoint and who Ryan Day is as a coach, but that also ties in with the offense because he's an offensive mind, it's pretty safe to say the offense is still going to be great and it's still going to be elite. And we'll get into that again in a few minutes going over the depth chart. But Who Ryan Day is and who Jim Knowles is, I mean, the guy who built Oklahoma State's defense from one of the most downtrodden defenses in the nation into an elite defense, which I think led the nation in sacks or was second in the nation in sacks in 2021, you have two dudes on that staff. And then the third reason, of course, which I've already brought up, is overall talent. And the fourth would be brand reputation. Not all schools can lose the last game of the season by three touchdowns and get into the playoff. You need some help 
and you need some favoritism and you need you need that brand name. You need to have that Alabama brand, that Michigan brand. You you need the the faith and that almost implicit, but truth be told, it is a conscious bias toward the Blue Bloods. So that the college football playoff can overlook that, say that, hey, this is a great team, not just on the field, but, you know, historically they're good. So we're going to cut them a little bit of slack. In Ohio State, the most important reasons, of course, are one, two, three. The fourth is just a little bit of a help when it comes to entering the college football playoff if, if you don't have that perfect 12-0 and or 13-0 and regular season record, which is very hard to achieve. Those are just some reasons. I encourage you to list some more reasons down below. I think some bonus reasons would be Marvin Harrison Jr. on offense, JTT on defense. Those are two unicorns when it comes to talent, and Ohio State has one unicorn on offense, one on defense. Another is NFL-level QB play, but we kind of already discussed that when it come, came to Ryan Day's identity of a team. Ohio State can win it all, and there are several reasons for optimism. I don't get the crowd that says Ohio State will lose three games, or even that they will lose two regular season games, though that is certainly very possible, as 2021 showed us. But I don't get the narrative that Ohio State's going to have their worst year, excluding the Luke Fickle year, since 2004 when I think Ohio State went 8-4 and four in under Jim Trestle. That was a year where they started out very rough. They finished the year strong, but they went 8-4 and four nonetheless. I don't get where the narrative comes from, though. I think Ryan Day's a good head coach. He's won close to 90% of his games. Has he struggled in big games at times? Yes, but he's undefeated against Penn State. He's undefeated against Wisconsin. He's undefeated against every program in the Big Ten, not named Michigan. His only losses are to teams who finished finished inside of the top five, minus Oregon, in 2021. So it's not necessarily just the top ten teams. He can beat the top ten teams. It's when it comes to the playoff teams, and that's a, that's a whole different caliber Ryan Day can and will get you to the college football playoff he can win a semifinal game the only thing he has not done yet is win a national title and I'm a Michigan fan saying this and I know I know that he has a losing record against Michigan but Jim Harbaugh has a losing record against Ohio State and all it takes is one win to change the narrative And I think that Ryan Day, with the caliber of a team he has, the offense that he runs, the fact that this defense will be in year two, and again, we will get to that, is these are reasons for optimism. But first and foremost, let's talk about returning production. Ohio State returns seven starters on offense. Now, they lose C.J. Stroud. They lose their two two NFL tackles in their center. And C.J. Stroud was by far their biggest by far their biggest you know area of production he was for the most part their offense especially with Mayan Williams and Travion Henderson being injured they return 
they were starters, but their injury really hampers the returning production numbers, I do think. And this is what's what's interesting about Ohio State and their returning production numbers. They're again 97th on offense, 20th on defense. I don't exactly know if injuries are baked into these numbers, but I certainly suspect it because Ohio State returns the majority of their offensive starters, their entire wide receiver core. They return their tight end, Cade Stover. They return Donovan Jackson and their other starting guard, whose name briefly escapes me. At least I do believe they return him. And they return Dallin Hayden, Mayan Williams, Travion Henderson. But Ohio State this season, they tried to be more physical in the run game. They really did. And the problem was not that they couldn't run the ball, because they literally couldn't in 2021, but they were hampered with injuries. Henderson was banged up for basically the entire year. Williams was healthy for about half the year. And Hayden looks promising. I think Ohio State is a really deep running back room. But there is a reason Ohio State's like, you know, as low as they are in returning production. They lose C.J. Stroud. They lose the majority of their O-line. And even though Justin Fry is a good O-line coach and they have talent lined up there, I mean, all their offensive linemen for the most part are four stars and there's some five stars and three stars. And at, at quarterback, they have Kyle McCord and Devin Brown, who are high four-star, five-star caliber players. So they look loaded on offense. Jim Knowles was retained as D.C. There weren't any staff changes made on the offensive side of the ball or the defensive side of the ball outside of Kevin Wilson leaving for Tulsa and Brian Hartline being promoted to the offensive coordinator role though I, yeah, I'm pretty confident Ryan Day is still going to be calling the plays. But there's staff continuity. Ohio State is in the middle of the road when it comes to returning production. They're overall number 48, so they're middle of the road, but they're really above average if you want to look at it more specifically. They return 67% of their production. Last year, they were top 25 in that category. They returned 76% of their production. I think the number is just a little deceitful, of course, but that's just me looking at reputation, past history. Again, we don't know how good Kyle McCord is. We don't know how good Devin Brown is. We're just making an educated guess. It's the same thing with their two tackles and with their center. We can make educated guesses. We can make predictions and all that, but returning production is just returning production. It doesn't necessarily determine how good of a team you know, Ohio State or even Michigan are, because Michigan last year was 67th in returning production. They're number five this year. So if you question why as a Michigan fan, I think they're going 15-0, number fifth in returning production, and they finally have staff continuity, and they return their quarterback. They, they return basically everyone of significance outside of their defensive line players, which it looks like they're going to reload there through the portal but anyway the Buckeyes also return special teamers Jesse Mirko at punter and they have several kickers lined up in Lewis Seibert and Magier Ohio State special teams Noah Ruggles was one of the nation's best kickers last year he will be dearly missed he was a kicker who I'm just going to say in my opinion very clutch very accurate kicker I think I think the way that he was set up to win the Georgia game was a failure by Ohio State staff. 
in total. You know, C.J. Stroud, he could have ran it in that third and long, second and long position. There was a lane. I understood why Ryan Day wanted to run it, maybe catch Georgia off by surprise when they got in field goal range. But in retrospect, if I think that's a good idea and I'm not the one calling plays and I thought it was going to happen before they even ran it, Georgia probably knew you were going to run it too. And I think that was around Ruggles long, if not longer, than his season high. So in a certain sense, he was set up to, in a certain sense, he was set up to to fail. That's just my opinion, but very clutch kicker. He was more accurate this past season on field goals made than Jake Moody was, and Jake Moody's an All-American NFL caliber kicker. So what Ohio State returns, there's no reason for cause of concern. Their roster is deep. Their schedule will be one of their tougher schedules from what it looks like, as they have six road games in years past. But Ohio State is more talented than every team they face, and I think they have a better coaching staff than at minimum 75% of the teams they face. At most, they could have a better coaching staff than every team they face. Though I'm pretty confident Michigan and maybe Wisconsin have better staffs. And that's just just because I really like Luke Fickle at Wisconsin, and I think Phil Longo and um, Mike Tressel, that's an elite coordinator duo right there. But again, Ohio State, they're very talented. They're number three in 24-7 sports team talent composite. And blue chip players, they can bail you out when you have inept schemes. They can bail you out when it's just not your day. When blue chip players are sick with the flu, they perform better than when four and three star players are sick with the flu. You have a higher average level of performance when you have that many five stars on your roster. And Ohio State, along with Georgia and Alabama, are those are the three teams in the nation that have the highest collection of five stars by a mile. And I think maybe then Texas is probably going to be the team that will join those soon, and it will then be a a, a four, a group of four that have that many five stars. I mean, Texas is recruiting at an insane level. Finally, though, I want to talk about reasons for optimism. Like, not just the reasons why Ohio State can win it all, but, like, just reasons for optimism about the season in general. And some of my specific thoughts, combining my reasons along with Ohio State's returning production. Jim Knowles will be in year two. You're doubling the amount of practices he is going to have with these young men in his career here at Ohio State. He's going to get a whole preseason of work, plus the returning talent, and plus the incoming transfers, there will be improvement. The secondary will be better. The linebacker core will be the same or better. And I think the D-line, I think the D-line will be better. A healthy Mike Hall, who's a beast. JT Tuimalau continuing to take steps forward. I mean, look at the Penn State game that he had. Imagine if he can have three of those games. All of them, or at least one or two of them, in the big game against Michigan. Or maybe we mean the big game in, like, the playoff. Or maybe the national title game. There is so much talent on that defense. You have an All-American player in Tommy Eichenberg. You have a freshman 
All-American in Davison Igbenosan transferring here. You have an All-American potential at safety in Jihad Carter. You have a five-star in Jack Sawyer. You have a freak underrated player in Michael Hall Jr. And you have Jim Knowles, who, listen, his schemes, the players he had, they flunked when it came to top 10 offenses like Michigan and Georgia. No duh. He kind of looked like Don Brown out there. The difference was Don Brown was in year four and five when his schemes were being exposed and he didn't adapt. And we looked and we were like, well, he's probably going to get fired. Maybe he'll adapt, but it's not looking too good. He's in year one. I told you all from the beginning of the year, I didn't think it was going to be possible for this defense to play at anything higher than maybe a top 15 level. That, in truth, was their ceiling. That was the only thing they could be consistent at, was playing at a top 25, top 20, maybe top 15 level. They looked elite against bad teams. They looked anywhere from above average to bad against good to elite teams. But it's in year one. Year one and performing badly is a lot different than year five and regression. So I expect Jim Knowles in this defense to improve. Ohio State will boast a top-five running back room if Henderson and Williams can stay healthy. All of the receivers return. All of them. Mayan Williams, he was the backup to Travion Henderson in 2021. And then in 2022, he took a big step forward, and he was 20th in yards per carry, averaging 6.4, 16th in rushing touchdowns with 14. He had 825 rushing yards, which was 75th. And he had 128 attempts, which was tied for 137th. He also had five receptions for 27 yards. And Mayan Williams, looking at all of these games, he only played in 11 games. And only in, out of those 11 games, only seven of those games did he get more than 10 rushing attempts. Arkansas State, Penn State, Michigan, Georgia... Three of those games were the you know, the best opponents Ohio State faced all year. He wasn't fully healthy for, and or he was limited. And it's not his fault. Injuries happen. It was very unfortunate. Much, much of an anomaly for Ohio State, though, that both Henderson and Williams went down. Henderson averaged 5.3 yards per carry. He had six rushing touchdowns. He had 571 yards and 107 Uh, rushing attempts so the two-headed monster that we were all expecting from Ohio State's running back room did not even get over 1,500 yards it was mainly because of injuries not because they're bad players or because they were overrated Mayan Williams is a battering ram he's fast he's agile he can catch the ball he can run the ball he he's an intelligent beefy impressive NFL running back. And if he stays healthy, he could contend for the nation's best running back. Now, Travion Henderson, I was very high on him last year. I'm not as high on him this season. But if he stays healthy, he can be one of the nation's best running backs. And putting them both in the same room along with Hayden, top five running back room if they can stay healthy. And Marvin Harrison Jr., Emeka Egbuka, both 1,000-yard receivers. We don't even need to talk about them 
specifically for this video. We'll be talking about them for every Ohio State video and really every video that talks about a national title contending or elite team because they are the standard. They are the bar at wide receiver. Those two are. And then you got Julian Fleming, Xavier Johnson, Brandon Innes, Carnell Tate, and others who are backups there. Very deep, impressive wide receiver room. And finally, the Buckeyes lose C.J. Stroud to the NFL, but Ryan Day's reputation is too good to cast doubt on McCord or Devin Brown. Dwayne Haskins, rest in peace to him. First-round QB. Justin Fields, who I think led the nation in rushing yards for a quarterback when he had no offensive line in the NFL. First-round QB. C.J. Stroud, barring some great controversy in which he maybe plans a coup to overthrow a country. First-round pick. The reputation at quarterback is too good. I mean, do do you know how asinine it is that whether it's Drew Aller, whether it's Jackson Dart, whether it's, you know, whether it's Jalen Milrow, whether it's Carson Beck, whether it's whether it's DJ Uyunglele at Oregon State or Cade Klubnick at Clemson, some of these guys I'm naming to you who we have watched are getting more benefit of the doubt, more favoritism, and they're being talked about is if they are better than a five-star prospect or high four-star prospect who could possibly have one of the nation's or the nation's best quarterback developer in college football currently. So there are more reasons for optimism about Ohio State than there are for pessimism. Now, if Ohio State goes 9-3 and three in the regular season, the mood will change, and rightfully so. But Ohio State is a still... An elite team, they can win it all, they can win the Big Ten. If they go 15-0, no one's eyes should be popping out of their skull. Ohio State certainly has the potential to do that. Them, Michigan, Alabama, Georgia, look it up. Whether it's game control, whether it's efficiency, whether it's average in-game win probability, those four make up Tier 1. No one else over the previous two years is anywhere close to matching the success on the field and the competition and level of play that these two teams have over the past two years. No other team comes close to those four. There's a huge drop-off statistically from those four to the rest of college football. So Ohio State is still in that elite category. Do they have some questions? Of course they do. But they have more certainty than not. Thank you guys for watching. If you like this video, please hit that like button again and subscribe to this channel to help me get to 10,000 subscribers where I will be giving a giveaway. Thank you all for watching and I'll see you around. Bye.